Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, year 2023, the year of Larry. Morrow goes back to pass, out to the left, lobs it into the flat area. Caught by Zonk at the five. He's going in for a touchdown. Larry Zonka. All hell, Larry It is right to give Larry Zonka thanks and praise. I feel bad now that you, you should. You, you bailed on Fitzgerald. You should because all of every clip of every highlight from 50 years ago <laughs> in the NFL sounds like ass. And more importantly, the commentators could barely give a fuck what's going on in the game. Well, they're smoking and drunk. It's, you know that. It's crazy. They don't, they're not even paying attention to the game. And I grew up in the era, but I, I was completely lost on me as a kid how little the sports broadcasters no. got excited or, or, or chimed in at all I've, to the excitement of the game. I think that was totally Madden that brought that element to the broadcast booth. Listen to this guy once again talking about Larry Zonka catching a pass and running into the end zone for a touchdown during an actual NFL game that counted. Morrow goes back to pass, out to the left, lobs it into the flat area. Caught by Zonka at the five. He's going in for a touchdown. Larry Zonka. He's going in for a touchdown. He's going in for a touchdown. And that is six points. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Just don't care. But Eddie had to have Larry Zonka. Larry so Zonka. Now, now we're all stuck with that all week long, and I hope you're all happy. Only a couple more days. Eddie at the RalphReport.com if you want to send an angry I'm sure there's missive. Some dolphin fans out there that are appreciative. I know one Arizona Cardinal fan was super appreciative on Monday. No, he's getting shafted. <laughs> bring back Fitzgerald. I gotta bring back Fitzgerald. There's a couple other Larry's out there who played football. Yeah, but there's no highlights for him. They're all like linemen and stuff. Larry and... Brown, but he's a cowboy. Yeah, I'm not playing no, that. No, we can't do that. Kiss he's got MVP, ass. I think, of the Super Bowl, the where they beat the Steelers. I think really? it was Larry Brown. I think that was him. Hmm. Maybe I have to, then. I don't know. All right, I'll do some research. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's not. Because you're listening to The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Mouth, butt, nose hole, pee hole. That's right. Yes. Mouth, butt, nose hole, pee hole. That's the order. The only broadcast <laughs> on the interwebs that gives you the order of how you want a liquid robot to go inside your body. You only get that on The Ralph that's Report. That's right. Kids, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why, sir, because it's a Wednesday. That means Steve Ashton will be on oh, hand with the UK update. Fun. Always a pleasure to have Stevie with us. We also are going to take a look at a smash hit song from a band that was never quite able to crack the top 10 again. Mm, okay. That'll be interesting with one hit wonders. Entertainment news, more of your phone calls. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, we gotta, better lube up. Better lube up. <laughs> Gotta get some booze old, in me. I love to ride on the drinking board. Mm. A hole lubed up there. <clears throat> hole. Got a liquid robot going down my throat. Mm. If you're wondering why, I, <clears throat> if you're wondering why I'm on the drinking horse, 
Well, the most important thing of the day is the four-star generals are watching Yay. us. Love it when the four stars are on hand to catch uh, catch the show live. So thank yes. you for being with us, kids. Let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. If you don't know me by now, then you never, ever, ever really loved You're me. You're not really listening to the show, I guess. I guess so. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Myrtle, victim of vandalism, mm. the Dilf Pickle, Nipsey Muscle, a.k.a. Holy God, holy God. However, at the Oaks Tavern, they just call him Old Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Folks were asking how your set went there uh, at, the, at the Oaks, at the Oaks a, Tavern. It was a fun. I always have fun when I'm on stage, so it's always it's always a fun set. It was do never, you? Never a bad. Do show. you always have fun? I when really you're do. On stage? I really do. I rarely do. Really? Rarely. I love it. It's uh, completely nerve wracking. Really? Me. Just uh, just a ton of pressure. No. Just the weight of the world on my no. shoulders. Uh, you got to enjoy it. That's uh, like the one time in my entire day where I'm not in my head thinking of uh, awful things. It's the worst. I'm completely present when I'm on I, stage. I feel, uh, I feel ultimate obligation for the people who are watching and then ultimate disappointment <laughs> on their behalf for what I've done. I rarely feel like, well, I feel yeah, the, I feel those people, though, they probably had a good time. I treated them right. I always just feel just sorry for them when I'm done being on stage. Well, that's after I get off stage. But when I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment of it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do that during it. I guess you got to love it in order to keep doing it yeah, for I as many it. years as you've yeah, done it. If I hated it, I wouldn't do it. Well, it's too much. you would for all the financial That's gain, true. for all the big bucks you're I can't walk in. away from all that money. No, who could? Can't leave all that gold on the table. I mean, I got free popcorn last night. So. Oh, <laughs> you've really moved right, up. so how can you turn that down? You know, uh, Orville Redenbacher yeah. worked on perfecting his popping corn kernel mm -hmm. for 40 years before he put it on the market. Like, Continually, like every day, worked on it, All or like tried it, spent, and then no, no, ten years later, spent tried it again. His life spent four decades of his life perfecting the perfect popcorn kernel. That seems like a huge waste of time. Not at all, because now he's the king of popcorn. He's dead well, he's now, dead. but he was the king of popcorn, yeah. and he still owns the lion's share of the popcorn market. Well, someone Somebody does. else does. You know where I learned that? Where there's a TV show called oh, this the fucking food. eating thing this foods that made us <laughs> the shit foods that build God america it, dude and they did a whole thing on popcorn it was fascinating and just watching a dude just pop popcorn for four decades it's it's history man it makes no it's, sense. Our, it's our it's our shared history uh, and they did a little bit on the guy who invented the jiffy pop popper yeah that was fun remember jiffy pop? i remember that was fun Those you have to fun. put it on top of your stove it's like in a pie tin. Come with here, kids. I'm going to tell you how we used to make well, popcorn back in the olden days. Back when you're out there in the hills, when you're out there mining for gold. <sighs> oh, you want to have some popcorn. You don't have no movies to watch. We used to watch The Wolves Fuck. That's what was. <sighs> that was our entertainment. That's not entertainment, Larry. That's <laughs> not. We'd pretend it was a movie. <laughs> There's that no... wolf looked like Nicole Kidman, we'd no, say. No, didn't. And we would pretend she was in a love scene. Oh, my God. But we needed popcorn, so what we would do is, didn't have no fancy <sighs> microwave concern it. We had to do it the hard way, dag nabbit, and we'd get a fire going, uh -huh. and you'd pull out your Jiffy Pop popcorn. Right. 
And Jiffy Pop looks like a like a pie tin right. with a coat hanger attached to it. And you would just shake it over the fire. Until it popped. And it popped. Yeah. It, would, it, would, it would enlarge. The top of it would enlarge and get it swollen. Swell. It would get swollen right. and enlarged. And eventually pop. And many of us did around the campfire back then. Oh, watching all the wolves. Oh, pop. we'd yeah. get enlarged. And then uh, you'd tear open the thin uh, foil top and you could have yourself some hot popcorn oh, popping. That sounds magical. Thank you, Larry, for sharing that story. But that's how you used to make uh, popcorn. I don't need any more of his stories. He's got fascinating enough stories. Of him. Where the hell was I? I how did we get here? You just talked about popcorn. Jiffy oh, you pop. got free popcorn. Yeah, Jiffy. Being a, com yes. a comedian. Yes. Yes. That's okay. Why payment? That brings us back full circle. <laughs> Kids. We're going to have a great show. Let's get right to it. Starting with you guys. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Send me an email if you got the hankering. Why don't you uh, write me, ralph at theralphreport.com. Eddie or Steve are also available mm -hmm. at theralphreport.com. You can reach out on social media. We're all over the uh, socials. Yeah. And a lot of folks like to leave a voicemail message or two on the old Ralph Report hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can't beat it. Don't cost you nothing. Just got to dial up the number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Then you leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. We love hearing from you. Then I go through each and every one of those voicemail messages, and I grab a handful that catch my attention, and we put them right here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Wow. Hey, big game's coming up this Sunday. Really? Oh, my God. My balls are in my throat. <laughs> For a change, they're my own balls. Oh, that's good. My own balls are in my throat. Yeah, yeah. I am uh, just, just go. nerve nervous. Are you nervous? Absolutely, are you nervous? of course. You're not more excited or nervous? Like, I am both. I'm very excited. Very rarely does your team get to the Super Bowl. Right. It's very hard to get there. Right. So that's enormously exciting. And it's also enormously nerve-wracking because if you are a passionate fan like I am, mm -hmm. like you are, yes. the potential downside is Equal to the potential upside. Are you more nervous now than you were before the last Super Bowl? No, I was more nervous last time, time around. Because they're going up against Tom Brady right. and the Patriots and Bill Belichick. That felt like unwinnable. A juggernaut a yeah. of a football team that was just a mountain no one could climb. Yeah. And so that was a shock and a surprise. Yeah. I do feel there more is more parity between the two teams going into this. I think the Eagles are more complete team. Uh, I think, but you have those playmakers on the Chiefs that can scare you. That's of the course. Thing, yeah. um, but it comes down to, you know, it's an old cliche, any given Sunday, but really anything can happen in any game yeah. that can change it one way or the other. Oh, absolutely. Stuff you can't control, injuries. I mean, ask the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the, uh, the 49ers. 49ers, for sure. Uh, injuries, you know, bad breaks, just luck. It's just nuts. Yeah. So I'm Horrible I'm, owner for 20 years. I'm sorry, what? Horrible owner for 20 years. That's true. That could also like hold you back from the Super Bowl. For a long time. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. And I'm almost more nervous now because I am less nervous, <laughs> if that makes any sense. 
going into the the most recent Super Bowl five years ago, yeah. I was like, well, they don't have a shot. We're just lucky to be here, yeah. and I'm just going to enjoy myself. Nothing and to I, lose. I hope they put up a good fight. I hope Nothing. the boys give it the old college try. Right. But this one, you know, they should be, they could win. Well, they should win almost kind of, sort of. Yeah, and quite a few teams have won, but you get two Super Bowls, that's rarefied air yeah. for your organization. Yeah. So the fact that I'm less... Yeah. Uh, sort of convinced they're not going to win actually makes me nervous because expectations are higher. Uh. All that being said, <laughs> the game is Sunday. Uh, people around are going to be celebrating. A lot of folks gathered together to uh -huh. watch the game. Here's a question. Hey, Ralph, Yoho, Eddie. What it do, crew? Queen Jay with the magic. Uh, with the uh, big game coming up this weekend, people are getting ready, going grocery shopping, buying all their stuff, putting in their pizza and wing orders. Just wondering, since, uh, you know, there's a certain Philadelphia-based team that's in there. I know mm -hmm. Ralph will be watching mm -hmm. with, you know, maybe a couple people. Just wanted to see what you guys' top three things to have at a Super Bowl party for food is or beverage. So, all right. Yeah. Love you. Mean it. Fly equals fly. Thank you. Great uh, topic. Let's talk about what every Super Bowl party should have. Okay. My top three. Yeah. Cheese steaks, soft pretzels, tasty cakes. That's a lot of, that's like, like finger food. That's like meal. That's like a full meal. Yeah. You sit down in front of the TV with a cheesesteak. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like having chips and wings and stuff where you just sort of like, you pick at stuff while you're watching the game. For amateurs. Not sitting there eating a full on meal. No, you just sit your ass down, focus on the television and eat your food. That seems like a lot. You kind of just want a couple things when you play, eat them and walk back. Yeah, I'll take two or three cheesesteaks then. I'll just have a couple. I'll walk back and get some more cheesesteaks. I mean, you can I don't cut think... them into pieces, and you can put them on a plate if yeah, you want to be fancy. Put them on a platter. I suppose. Cheesesteaks, soft pretzels. What else did I say? I don't know. Something else Philly oriented. Oh, cream cheese cakes. Tasty cakes. <laughs> That's going to be my menu for Super Bowl. You're going to be able to eat. You're going to be too nervous. Um, I can eat early. Yeah. If I eat at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. So I got to pack in my eating early because then it's just all booze straight through <laughs> oh by the way a little programming note there will be no show on monday i'm just letting you that know win or lose know win or lose i am not going to be in condition either way to do a show put the show together for monday yeah, so just be prepared for a safe uh, bet. a uh, a sick day on monday from yours truly <laughs> but if it, you can't get the see the food i'm asking for is stuff you got to order from philadelphia right but if you can't get that, I have to say dip. You got to have some kind of dip. Dips and Like chip. a seven-layer dip okay. with those big honking scoop Fritos. I like queso. Some queso. Queso's okay. Queso. It's a little basic, but. Oh, my God. Seven-layer dip. You got all those different things need going all those on. layers. You got guac. You got sour cream. Don't you need got either beans, one of those. You got all that, that stuff going on. <laughs> Just give me queso, Seven-layer dip. And you, and, you, and you put the seven layers, but you put the guac on top so it looks like the green of a football field, Jesus and then you put little like uh, like celery sticks along to mark the uh, the uh, the yard markers. Two years old. Now you decorate it. It's a Super Bowl party. It's got to look right. No, it doesn't. Um, I couldn't eat during my if my team was playing. I couldn't eat. We're going to be making uh, football shaped brownies. Oh, yeah, for weed, dessert, weed filled, weed filled brownies to take the edge off. <laughs> Win or lose. And then pizza and wings. I mean, the typicals. Like pizza and wings is the easiest thing to do, yeah. right? Although wings, 
The older I get, the less I'm enjoying wings because of the sheer mess factor. There's a huge mess. We, you got to learn to do it with the one hand. You can't do the two hands. You got to do two hands. No, you just put the one in your mouth and you just rip it off the bone. You don't use two hands to eat wings. You have to. No. You got to spin it around to get all the little morsels it's out not between. fucking corn on the cob. Between the tendons and the little bones. No, and you just have the one wing and you just. You got to nibble at it. No, on the drumstick, you just fucking rip it out. And then the, the other wing, what? you just, you bite the tip off. Easy there. And then you can just Easy pull there, the meat fella. off those bones. What are you, Henry VIII? Yeah, that's how you eat wings. Oh, you don't need two hands to eat wings. You're, you're insane. insane. You're a Cro-Magnon, you're, man. You're nuts, dude. I'm a gentleman. You don't know how to eat wings. I'm a dainty gentleman, and I dab the corners of my mouth with my serviette. One hand, wings. Other hand's clean to pick up beverages, to eat chips, do whatever else you need to do. You're an animal. Grab your penis when you go to the bathroom oh, so you don't right. get hot sauce Enough. on your dick. Okay. Letting you know. Eddie Pence gets a lot of phone calls here on the Ralph Report Hotline. It's true. Oh, we're just going to glide over the fact that the mascot for Eddie's school was a castrated turkey? Yeah, I should have. What I the fuck was that? That's my bad. I should have stopped that conversation in its tracks. I thought people knew that. The Virginia Tech Hokies? Yeah. I thought people knew that. And a Hokie is a, is a turkey with turkey. no testicles. Castrated turkey. What the serious mm. fuck? I didn't make it up. I know you didn't, but you you went to the school. There must be a story behind it. I don't know the story. I just know it's a castrated turkey. Oh, my turkey God. Is How the... do you not know why they chose I a castrated... I thought everybody knew this. Why? Whether we knew it or not, why would a school choose a castrated turkey it's... as their mascot? Because it's it's it, it, it's in the hills of Virginia, Christiansburg, Blacksburg, Virginia. It's okay. mountainous. It's it's country. And, There's and farms. They, they bite the There's balls animals. off of turkeys up they there? They castrate their turkeys, I guess. I don't know. It's you should know. You can't go to an institution for four years and not know the story. I know, I know why the LaSalle Explorers are called Explorers. Because they looked around? <laughs> no, because they're named they go, oh, after here we are. De LaSalle, the okay. famous French explorer. Well, and, I know why Hokies are called Hokies, because that's what you call a castrated turkey. But I know why my school chose it, because they're a Jesuit school, originally a Christian Brothers school, and they... they picked him because he was also... Well, I, think, I think Virginia Tech was originally called the Fighting Gobblers. And then over time, they, they adopted the Hokie as the mascot. I but they see. were originally the fighting gobblers. They were the gobblers. Long time ago. How appropriate. So <laughs> Appropriate. You went to a school full of gobblers. You sure did. It's a fun time. Another call for Eddie Pence. Eddie, I am the liquid robot. Please let me into your pee hole. Nope. Oh, uh -uh. Got a request. Nope. He's wanting access. That's, that's the final hole. On the list. We, yesterday, we celebrated Happy Periodic Table Day. Mm. It's a great day. Periodic not, tables, a lot of fun. It's not at One all. of the most fun things in science. <laughs> now, the Bunsen burner is the funnest thing in science. If you're if you're a ne'er do well, it's me. If you're a scholar, you are interested in those 118 no, elements. I like the fire. Here's a quick uh, tip on how you can remember what gold is. Speaking of the periodic table, there are a lot of mnemonics for remembering different elements and their weird symbols and things like that. But the one I always remember, as soon as you brought it up, the first thing that popped into my mind was gold is AU, because if somebody steals your gold, you go AU. And that was always uh, uh, something that stuck in my head for some reason. It's a little silly, sure, but AU, gold. Always remembered it. All right, LMB. Hey, you. Hey, you. You stole my gold. That's how you can remember right. what gold is on the periodic chart. Right. But someone stole your zinc, you go, hey, you, you stole my zinc. 
I mean, anything they steal, you're going to go AU. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. My Borium, you stole my Borium, AU. You come up with other mnemonic devices. I'm just saying you can apply that to any or of these. Mnemonic devices, things not on mnemonic the devices. Mnemonic, mnemonic devices. To remember different elements. AU. Speaking, I had no idea the periodic table would create so much uh, intrigue and interest, mm. by the way. Okay. Hi, Ralph. Is there any way that you can do Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about the periodic table? Thank you. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> talking about the periodic table sounds like comedy for one. Sounds just like that. <laughs> now it's time for comedy for one. Uh, you know, when I ever I look at the uh, you know the periodic table with all the elements on there, mm-hmm. whenever I see gold, here's how I remember it. I say, if someone steals my gold, I go, hey you, you stole my gold. That's how I remember it all the times in my heads. And then I go, ah gee, they stole my silver too, and ag is the symbol for silver. Ah. <laughs> That's hot. That's incredible the way the the memory works of all these things in my head. Uh. That's the periodic table for you. <laughs> that was comedy for one. Wow. Gonna get a lot of use That's out of that. So much use. Uh, when the four-star generals are peeking in here into the bat cave, mm-hmm. we like to use that as the day we create the latest Eddie Pence masterpiece when he puts pen to paper and draws something for us in 60 seconds. Here's today's request. Hey Ralph, Yoho Eddie. Steve, Queen J. It's Eric from Wilmington, Massachusetts, three-star general. Um, just wanted to say I've been digging the whole Kiss Happy Hits yeah. that you've been doing, even if Eddie doesn't like it. But here's the thing. Inevitably, when you talk about Kiss, at some point, Eddie will say, Space Cat. Yeah, I know. And I was thinking maybe for Drawn in 60 Seconds, we could get Eddie's artistic interpretation of the Kiss Space Cat. Um, anyway, just a thought. Um, keep up the good work. Uh, have a day and LMB. Thank you so much. You're absolutely right. For some reason, Eddie gets everything confused and thinks there's a space cat somewhere in Kiss, which there never was, space never cat. will be, never has been. All are. You got your demon, you got your star child, your spaceman, a.k.a. space ace, and just simply your cat. Space cat. And then you had your fox later on. So God, was, it's so stupid. <laughs> there were some additional characters. There, which I don't count. That's the not, raccoon? It's not the re- real kiss. Where's the kiss raccoon? Fox is not the real kiss to me. Armadillo? Eric Singer's a, a car, rather, a lovely uh, drummer, but I, I didn't accept the fox. I, I rejected you reject, that. They have a tail? I'm they down to the OG, tail. the original four. Mm. None of which were, was a space cat, space cat, by the way. So Eddie's going to have to come up with his own version of that kiss member. Space Cat. We give him exactly 60 seconds to do it. That's why it's called Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 seconds. We got a timer. It's exactly one minute. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. While Eddie's drawing... I usually take this opportunity to spend 60 seconds with you guys, the Garmy, and let you know what's been on my mind. It has to do with fandom. As you can imagine, with the big game coming up this weekend, my thoughts are preoccupied with my team. And it seems like, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone, we are becoming a nation 
of tribes, right? Everybody's got their side, and we demonize and we vilify anyone who's on the other side of the field, on the other side of the aisle, on the other side of, I don't know, you name it, whoever is opposing us in our viewpoints. And I just felt maybe if we all tried to lighten up a little bit, we didn't take it all so seriously. We could find more things we have in common than the things we find that separate us. Maybe we'd be better off. I don't know. But I'm not changing my take on the Dallas Cowboys. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's see what's... Space cat just <laughs> floating through space. There it is. Show that to the four-star generals. Space cat... The uh, the fifth member of Kiss who didn't didn't make it into the lineup. No, he wasn't tethered to anything, and he just floated. He just floated, floated, away. floated away. Space cat. There you go. Thank you so much for the suggestion. That's drawn in sixty seconds. Drawn in sixty seconds. Starring Penny Pants. And, you know, every day we play upbeat music for you to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Nick called in. I met Nick at our most recent Live Ralph Report. It was a pleasure to meet him. Longtime four-star general. Said he never called in before. And I encouraged him. I said, damn it, you call in. in. We want to hear what you have to say. Well, I soon regretted that when I heard this message. Hey, Ralph, Eddie. Uh, This is Nick. I've been uh, a four-star since the beginning. So that you have the live Ralph report and uh, said, you know, I never call and I'm going to start calling this year. So here it is. The, uh, I figure I might as well start off with, uh, you know, a happy hit and, uh, and a piss somebody off. Uh, so the, uh, last week you're talking about the Philly cheesesteak sandwich yes. and, uh, you know, they're great, but I, I, I just don't know what the fuck the deal is with cheese whiz. God damn it. Uh, you know, oh. why can't it just be, provolone or you know i mean like fucking cheddar anything but whiz. fucking cheese whiz it's 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 just not real um so yeah well you know i'll leave that there and uh yeah so let's uh, talk about my happy hit All right um i wanted to uh say for you know uh, to lead into that that you know everything i just said is a lie <gasps> what i fucking love cheese whiz what um i love to uh just pour a pile of it in my hand yeah? and lick it up. Hit it, Ralph. Oh, fucker. God damn. See what he did there, Why'd Eddie? you call in, Nick? You see what he did? Go back to being quiet. You ah. the best. You got the best. The hottest man in the world.
That might be their worst song. The subtle lyrical quality of Paul Stanley. Mm -hmm. Once again, might be their worst. I don't know if you understand what he's trying to get at I there. I know exactly he, what he's, he's getting. He's being at. very sexual, very sort of subtle and oblique so, about it. Such a shitty band. Oh man, awful. So good. So not. So not. <laughs> That's it for today's happy hit. Thanks to everybody who called in. We appreciate it, especially never call in again. Nick, who nope. called in with Nope. Lick it up. Ugh, Nick. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the line segment, but like Nick, you gotta call me. Call me around. It's the Time for us now to pay tribute to folks who passed away on this day, February 8th, throughout history by looking at their lives and legacies in Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why Even though you said goodbye Hello, death Hello, death Hello, death Hello, death On this day, February 8th, year 1587 mm -hmm. Mary, Queen of Scots Mary Stuart, Queen of Scotland, was beheaded Oh at the age of 44. Oh, so and now we present the first episode of a new radio drama series, The Death of Mary, Queen of Scots. You are Mary, Queen of Scots? I am. Never not play that when we bring up Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, fuck. Oh. In 1676, excuse me, in 1725. Yeah. That's very, very different year. What? Well, there's two, even close. there's two czars of Russia who oh, died on this day. Right. And I opted to go for the more interesting one. Okay. Alexis I died in 1676. Okay, he's boring. Peter the Great. Ah, uh, much better. Right? He's the Great. He's the Great. Yeah, yeah, the great. You got to go with him. Yeah. He died on this day in 1725 the age of 52, from uremia. Uremia? Yes. What is uremia? Too much urine in your bloodstream. Oh, that, yeah, that'll kill you. That'll kill you. No, you shouldn't pee there. <laughs> should, should, I don't think there should be any urine in your bloodstream. There should be zero amounts of urine Quite in your frankly. bloodstream. Quite uh, frankly. 1924, Ji John. Ji John? Yes. Chinese-American gangster Ooh. was executed at the age of 29 in Nevada. He was the first person in the U.S. to be executed by lethal gas in Nevada. Oh. 1932, another mobster, Mad Dog Call. Oh. Irish-American mob hitman was murdered at the age of 23 by the Dutch Schultz gang. If you call your kid Mad Dog, I think you're gonna, he's going to get into a life You kind of set him in his ways. That's just, just not, those parents, I don't know what they were thinking. 1936, Charles Curtis who was the 31st U.S. Vice President of these United States. Mm. 
Ever heard of this man before? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Nope. He was the vice president under Herbert Hoover. And he was the first Native American to ever become a senator and vice president. He was Native American. He was Native American. That should be bigger. That's what I'm saying. And should he was be a the, big thing. He was the vice president in the 20s and early 30s. He was a heartbeat away from being president. A Native American. A Native American. That should have been huge. And we never knew this guy's name he until sh- today. He should have a day. I think so, too. Charles Curtis Day. I think we should. Let's give him that and take away Columbus Day. <laughs> I like it. 1946, Felix Hoffman, great German chemist. Hoffman. Passed away at the age of 78. Famous for synthesizing one of the most beloved, important, and beneficial drugs ever. What? If I had to say to you, what was the best drug that anyone ever invented? Ever? In- you tell for me. For medicinal purposes? For medicinal purposes. This guy invented the greatest, most beneficial drug ever to mankind. Insulin. It's not for everybody. <clears throat> not everybody needs insulin. Robitussin. Again, and if you don't have a cough... You're probably not caring about mm. Robitussin. Vix. <laughs> chest rub. <laughs> Wouldn't you guess Vic's chest rub was invented by a guy named Vic? Makes sense. Maybe his mom was named Vic. This guy created aspirin. Oh, aspirin. What do you think his name would be aspirin then? <laughs> but through that logic, Pete Aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Peter Aspirin. <laughs> no, he uh, he synthesized aspirin, the first okay. person to synthesize oh, aspirin. Okay. Think how useful that has been yeah. over the years to mankind. And Phil Tylenol came along. <laughs> Fucked him over. <laughs> uh, Felix Hoffman, unfortunately, also synthesized heroin, one of the most harmful oh, and abusive wow. drugs. He played the, uh, the whole field. So it's a wash. I'm saying it's a wash. I think heroin's a little more harmful than aspirin is useful. I think more people have, been, have benefited from aspirin than have been harmed by heroin. I'll put it to you that way. All right. I okay. think the numbers are actually in his favor, right. but given the severity, I would have to say it's probably yeah. a wash. Yeah. I'm not taking a wash on it's a it, wash. Though. It's a wash I don't know. at worst. At one best, cures a wins. headache. The other one puts you in the ground. One thins your blood, cures a headache, cures a hangover, right. relieves other, pain, rele- one, reduces inflammation. Highly addictive and kills you. Reduces a fever. More benefits uh-huh. than heroin, by the way, makes you really good. Yeah. So, so that's even, even that has a benefit. Okay. Just saying. Maybe he's just trying to get rid of headaches with heroin. It, actually, he was trying to develop as many pain relievers and sort of and that's uh, what heroin medication was, as possible. Reliever. And he was like, this probably would take your headache away. This relieves all feelings. And he was right. 1956, Connie Mack, American Baseball Hall of Fame catcher, manager, and owner, died at the age of 93. He still holds the record, I think, for most managerial wins, losses, and games managed mm. in Major League Baseball history. With the Philadelphia A's, who, of oh. course, are no longer with us. Well, Oakland A's. 1959, William J. Wild Bill Donovan. He was the American head of the Office of Strategic Services during the Second World War, the OSS, which eventually became the CIA. He's the father of the someone, CIA. Someone named Wild Bill in Wild charge. Bill. Like, I'm Wild Bill Donovan. In charge of things. I'm going to keep those Ruskies on the other side of the 38th parallel. Seems dangerous. On this day, actor George Dolenz passed away at the age of 55 uh, in 1963. Sadly, he was never able to see the success of his son, George Dolenz Jr., better known by another name. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a 
Dolans' dad, George mm. Dolans. Gotcha. Did you know Mickey's name was George Michael Dolans Jr.? I didn't Jr.? know that. Didn't know know. that. 1985, William Lyons, Sir William Lyons, British industrialist and automobile manufacturer, died at the age of 84, started a little company called Jaguar. Jaguar. In 1922. Mm. Jaguar. Jaguar. Do you say Jaguar? I say Jaguar. I don't say, some people say Jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar. Those people are Those dumb. Those people are dumb. Yes. It's Jaguar. Stop doing it. It's Jaguar. Jaguar, not Jaguar. In the UK, though, it's Jaguar. Jaguar. Would you like to drive a Jaguar? 1990, Del Shannon, great American rock and roll musician and songwriter, took his own life, sadly, at the oh. age of 55 oh. on this day in 1990. Here's one of his biggest hits. Hands off to Larry, he broke your heart, just like you broke mine when you said we was part. You're Larry. Hats off to Larry. So Larry broke her heart because she broke his heart. No, hats off to Larry for breaking, for her, breaking heart. her heart because she broke, broke his heart. heart. And Larry did it to her just like she did it to him. So Larry gets off scot-free in this whole situation. He does, He's yes. a little without a broken no heart. No one's concerned with Larry at this point. <laughs> Larry happy. just has to live with his conscience, what he's done. Well, that's what the heroine's for. <laughs> I hope it haunts him till he dies. <laughs> On this day in the year 2000, Derek Thomas, oh. American pro and college football Hall of Fame linebacker, died of a pulmonary embolism at the age of 33. That's a crazy story. It really was. 2004, Julius Schwartz, great American comic book editor, died at the age of, it doesn't say here, but he was- he was Say 36. He, no, he was much older 47. than 36. Julius, Julius Schwartz, Julius Schwartz should have a statue built in his honor. Uh -huh. Where? Outside the offices of DC Comics. Okay. He was the editor-in-chief during the 60s and 70s. Oh, he did all the good shit. He was the guy who said, let's bring back some of these old-timey superheroes that we don't publish anymore. Let's reboot that guy, The Flash. Let's yeah, yeah. bring him up to date. That was the first. Then Hawkman, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern right? yeah. Adam, the Justice Society of America. He turned to the Justice League of America. Yeah, yeah. He said, let's get rid of Batman's dog, Bathound, and Batmite, and all the goofy bat shit right. that came into that world. Gave him the oval around his chest, gave yeah. him a new look, a new uh, lease on life. Created Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Right. Just the list goes on and on. She's a goddamn legend. 2007, Anna Nicole Smith, Playboy Playmate and uh, tabloid fixture, reality yeah. show star. Yeah. Died of a drug overdose at the age of 39 on this day. Mm. That was one of the biggest lessons in my life. Uh, something I should have learned much earlier in what? my life. I remember looking at her. She Originally, she was uh, the face of those jeans. Uh, Massimo Jeans or whatever the name was of that Massimo company jeans? was. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, and then uh, she caught the eye of uh, Hefner in that publicity campaign and he made her a playmate. And I just remember saying, oh my God, she is the perfect woman. She's just stunning. She's yeah. amazing. And then you listen to her talk. There's more to a woman than what you can see. My God. Yes. I met her once. She came into oh, the, 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 the station morning show and it was like she had the IQ of a turnip. I mean, oh. like she was really just, she might've, if she didn't look the way she did, she might've had to go to a special school or something. <laughs> it was tragic how, how her intellect was, um, was really barely there. And I thought she's just coasting her way through life because of the way she looks. Yeah. And people are giving her money and a fame and, a, and, and attention. And that always ends tragically. And it all, exactly. Always Those people aren't prepared to handle that. No. They get the used up and then the they get, The most yeah. well-balanced uh, 
mentally sharp people in the world would have a hard time yeah. with that kind of fame and money. Yeah. And it just destroyed her. Yeah. It was just tragic. It'd destroy anyone like that. Uh, Peter Mansfield, the British physician who discovered the MRI. MRI. Oh. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, we need those. 2017, he passed away at the age of 83. Robert Conrad, macho actor, died on this day in 2020 at the age of 84. Famous, of course, for this great series from the 60s. <laughs> Wow, Wow West. Yeah. Great series, bad movie. Awful movie. And awful. that's Eddie Pence saying that's it's a bad awful movie. movie. Eddie Pence, I don't think he's ever said any movies awful. awful. That movie. Because it was, it was what could miss. It's a great show. And then you had Kevin Klein in it. And then Will Smith at the time, everyone Kenneth liked. Kenneth Branagh, you got the great. It's like. Yeah, it all went south. And what happened? On this day in 2021, Marty Schottenheimer, American football coach for the Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. And. Um, one year. The Chargers, San Diego Chargers. And one year with the Washington Redskins. Oh, boy. Poor bastard. Went eight and eight. It's bad enough he died on this day, 2021. <laughs> he also had to coach the Washington team. Fired by Dan Snyder after one year. And in 2021, also Mary Wilson, part of the fantastic pop vocal trio, The Supremes, died at the age of 76. Baby, baby, Now it's time to find a food related to someone who passed away on this day. We run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's a food that he would consider eating. Mm. Or maybe just stick up his ass. <laughs> then pull out. <sighs> Here's how we find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and if they match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating that food. If they're mismatched... <laughs> he's not going to go for it. Mm -mm. You know, we were debating yesterday, what's on the what's on the reels? Yeah, what's on the reels? And it, someone wrote in, and call, basically calling me a jackass, and they're absolutely <laughs> right. I accept their scorn. <laughs> it's always whatever the food is is on the reel. I guess. And it comes up. Right. I literally say, I'll say like, uh, one, one cottage cheese, two cottage cheese, right, right. if I'm reading them off the reels. Right. That's I was, what's on the reels. I always just picture Jackpot's face just popping up three times if I get it right. Thank you, Eddie. I don't like it. I'm glad you found I don't, me in your mind. I, no, I don't. You I want you out. Me. Mm. You think of me three times. You and Larry be popping something. If you see my face three times, you win. <laughs> I'd lose. I hate him. Why do you imagine him then so much? Because it's just that's what's in my head because I hear the name. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1265... Hula gook. Hula gook? The fuck? Hula gook. Hula gook. Hula gook. Hula gook. Jesus. Mongol ruler. Oh, it sounds like a Mongolian ruler. Grandson of Genghis Khan. Uh, who isn't, right? <laughs> no. Some people aren't the grandson of Genghis Khan. What's that thing with like 70% of the DNA in the world has got Genghis Khan in them? I've... This is my first time hearing that fact. I don't know if it's said. It's like seventy percent of like all 70, the world has Genghis. But it's Khan like in a them. large. It's like thirty or forty percent. There's of, traces of, of Genghis all Khan. All the population in the world, yeah. Genghis Khan is and in we, us. You can trace back to Genghis Khan because he fucking raped and pillaged his wow. way around the world. Son of a gun, he got around. Look well, it up. I think it's true. Hulagu Khan, the Mongol ruler, grandson of Genghis Khan, died on this day in 1265. Right. Khan! 
right. Hulagu Khan. Hulagu Khan. As a Mongol, of course, he enjoyed one of the classic staple dishes of Mongolian cuisine. Yeah. Which is arul. 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 Okay, what is that? Arul. Arul. Arul is on fire. We don't give a mother, let the motherfucker burn. That's what he did to countless villages across China. Arul is a food that he enjoyed like many Mongols do. Okay. To Arul. this day. Arul. There's, there's Arul. Mongols still today? I don't know. Arul. It is dried curds. Dried dairy curds. Okay. Here's how they make it. You take the milk, usually from yaks or camels, uh-huh. and you leave it out to curdle. Rot. Then you lift out the solid components of the curdled milk with a fine cloth to let as much of the liquid drip off as possible. Then you press what's left into a cake between two wooden boards weighed down by stones. Then you cut that solid cake into pieces, about uh, 10 centimeters in length, and you arrange the piece, you arrange the pieces on a wooden board and put them into the sun for drying. In, uh, in the Mongolia, this happens on the roof of their yurts. And you have to put a fine white cloth this can't smell good. over the arul to while it's drying to keep the birds away right, yeah. and to keep them from pecking at your what arul. What they think is a dead carcass. And pooping on your uh, on your drying tray, Right. more importantly. Yeah, more importantly. The dried pieces can be stored almost indefinitely. Hmm. It lasts, it's almost, it almost lasts forever. It's very shady. And in fact, they get quite hard. So many Mongols, rather than bite into them, will just suck on them throughout the day. You're sucking on cheese? You're sucking on dried cheese? dairy curds. Yes. There's a lot of benefits to this uh, dish. Hmm. Not only is it a ready snack for, uh, for uh, travel pr- provisions. Right. But it's got calcium and protein, vitamin C, D, and E. It's a great probiotic. Oh, I bet. They needed it back then, too. And the Mongols say it helped uh, create uh, strong teeth and bones. Hmm. Probiotic. But often uh, they would just suck on it all day because Hmm. it was too hard to bite into. Yeah. So the question is not whether Genghis Khan is a little piece of all of our DNA, but whether Eddie Pence would be like the great Mongols of the past and suck on some curds. There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull the handle. Here we go. One, I rule. Two, I rule. That sounds gross, man. Come on. Like, no, I don't know about. They say it's like a sweet and sour See, flavor. I don't want to suck anything. When you're sucking no, on it. No. It's fucking rotted cheese. <laughs> it's not rotted. It's Hard, dried. rotted It's dried cheese. out. By, then, by the time you get to it. Pressed and rotted. It's past the, 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 the curdling process. Right. Now it's just solid protein. Forever. Forever. Just suck the protein. So I, if they made it back then. Eddie! Not, you want to suck the protein? No, don't want to suck your protein. Put it away. Fuck. But it's it's uh, it's small. It's easy to carry when you're on your camel going places no. on a raid or something. No. You have like a snack. No, I don't. No, no, you, no. You would not survive. I would man. not. I told no. I'm not made for that. You're not made for that time period. No, no, sir. You'd be the, the stand-up comedy guy. In the Mongol hordes right. while they're getting ready for a giant battle. I'd have one bad set. They'd take me out and like, I'd be at peace. Like doing material. Hey, how about that Genghis, huh? huh? He really gets around. <laughs> I heard seven people in this village are related to him. Who's your daddy? See, back then, it would be extrapolated out yeah, more. to everybody. Well, there you go. Eddie Pence. No. Not sucking a rule. Sounds gross. I would try it. I'd absolutely try it. I wouldn't. It probably looks awful too. It's fine. It's probably really off color. It's a hard white strip. It There's looks no way like, it's bright white. 
Yeah, some sort of faded. It's a dingy yellowish, it's a dingy white, dingy white. It's an off white specks of dirt in it. <laughs> Why? There's no way it's clean. There's no it. way if it's on a roof for days. You put no a fine cloth over fine it. Fine cloth isn't keeping You're shit pr- off. Protected from the birds no. and the dirt. The bird shits right on the fine cloth. It's getting through there. My God. There you go. That's all you need to know. No. Eddie Pence. Hello, death. Hello, death. You're dead now, so shut up. So if I got some cheese curds and just laid them on your roof for like a week, you'd start sucking them off when I brought them off the roof? You're like, give me some of those. (laughs) What else would you do? I would, sure. Well, you wouldn't. Why not? It's like... Where'd you get these? The roof? They've been on your roof for a week. Oh, I don't... I don't, I don't, well, don't worry. There's a fine cloth on top of it. I don't don't live, worry. I don't live in a yurt, so I don't have to use my roof. I could probably just put them in an oven or I something. Just leave them on the porch for a week. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. If you've got cottage cheese or something, right. and you just pressed it into a cake and, and dried left it, it outside for a week, I would eat that. Right. Sure, you would. I'm going to get a recipe for our rule and we'll whip up a batch. Leave it outside for a week. Whatever needs, under to, a fine whatever cloth. needs to happen. All right. Get me a yak or some camel you're gonna, juice. You're going to kill both of us. Give it some camel milk. It's some yak milk. <laughs> We're making this. <laughs> my God. You think I could kill me? <laughs> no, it's gone into my body. Yeah. That you, hasn't it'll, killed me. It'll you think, kill me. You You're immortal. You think some milk, some curdled milk is going to bother me? You're immortal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, can only, there can be only one. You can't die. I have to behead you. That's right. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, let's turn our attention to entertainment news and a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations to Ginny and Georgia. Who? You heard me. Ginny and Georgia. It's the hottest television show in the in the world. What? Yes. I don't know anything about this. It is is on the top of Netflix's top 10 most popular English t- speaking TV show list. Ginny and Georgia Huge hit, Eddie Pence. Who? Everyone's talking about Who's it. Who's in it? Ginny and Georgia. Who's Ginny and of and course Georgia? stars Antonia Gentry and Brianne Howie. Who? Oh, Eddie, come on. Everyone's What's talking happening? about it. What is happening? I was blown away when I saw this story because I had never heard of this show. Never heard before. of any of this. And it made me think of Saturday Night Live this past weekend. I don't know if you saw the clip. Uh Pedro Pascal was the uh host. And mm-hmm. they did a spoof on game shows called the Hollywood Quiz Show. Yeah. And they ask questions about TV and movies from like the 70s, oh. the 80s, the 90s. And they get to the 2000s. And these people are all showbiz experts. And they're just, what the hell like, are you talking name about? Name a movie from the last five years. Exactly. Top Gun. Okay. The last one was Nope. So this is the question that came up regarding Ginny. This breakout hit is the current number one show on Netflix. It's Ginny and... <laughs> No one? It's the most watched show on the most watched streaming service in the world. No? Ginny and? Juice? No. No, not 
Ginny and Juice. Oh, wow. We live in a world now where I don't even know what that's happening. Shows you how fractured we are as a society. We have no common cultural no. touchstones. There's no anymore. more Dallas. There's no more Mash. No. Everyone just watches their own thing on their phones yeah. and says it fuck off to everyone. That's else. why we don't like each other anymore. That's right. We can't share anymore. Oh, you must have been sad to hear this news. Jerry Lawler. Yeah, dude. Suffered a horrible medical emergency stroke. yesterday. Had a stroke. Had a stroke and underwent surgery at a Florida hospital. Apparently, he is uh, still in serious condition. Yeah. And uh, as of the recording of this show, we don't know the outcome, but wishing him well. 73 years old. He's had heart problems, too. Yeah, he had a heart attack, apparently, on television yeah. in 2012. Yeah. That's madness. Yeah, yeah. He also had another previous stroke in 2018 yeah, as well. He's so not healthy. He's not well. But no. at least he wrestled recently, so. Well, they can't get out of the ring. That's they the have to. They can't. They can't stop themselves. Like you getting on stage for popcorn. I you can't just stop can't, myself. You can't stop yourself. <laughs> Michael Jackson Estate is interested in making a deal for half of Michael's catalog. You know, right now it's a very hip, trendy thing to sell off your catalog of music. Right. Springsteen recently did it for $500 million. Bieber just did it for $200 million. Crazy. Michael Jackson's Estate is negotiating with Sony to sell 50% of the rights to his catalog. Hmm. The deal is they would sell 50%, but would maintain control of however how his music is used. Okay. And the asking price for 50% of Michael Jackson's well, It's got to be more than Bruce Springsteen. It's more than Bruce Springsteen. $1 billion. Absolutely. $1 wow. billion dollars for 50% to wow. the rights of Michael Jackson's music. That's crazy. That is crazy. But I bet they pay it. Bosch, one of my favorite shows on television is spinning off on Amazon Studios. Bosch Legacy, of course, the sequel to the original series. Now they've announced they're doing a spin-off series about Bosch's old partner, Jay Edgar, Jerry Edgar, who is going to be working for FBI now. It looks like uh, the actor who played him on the series will be returning, Jamie Hector, to play Jay Edgar in that series. And there's going to be a third Bosch spin-off series. It's kind of a spin-off. It's uh, about a, 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 a policewoman named Renee Ballard, and she is a character from Michael Connolly's novels who wrote the original Bosch right. series, but uh, never represented on the show. This is going away at billions, man. Yeah, really. Trillions and gazillions, <laughs> quadrillions. Bosch, Tosh, Mosh, Skosh. <laughs> Matt Shackman says he's going to start filming Fantastic Four in early 2024. Ooh. Oh, it's so far away. It's so far Come away. on. We won't see this movie for three, four yeah, it's years. like 2025, 2026. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. And no announcement still on casting. I'm dying to know who's going to play well, who. In the comics, yes. Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. What now? In the comics, yes. Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. Kang the Conqueror? Yes. Because he, you know, he travels through time. So he's actually. Right. So I wonder if you do cast the same character, the same actor that plays Kang as Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Oh, I see what you're saying. That could be an interesting casting move, hmm. making him Reed Richards because he is a descendant. Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards in the comics. But he's not a clone. Or he's not a clone, but he is the same a actor. I'm just saying. Maybe just use an actor of color just as saying. an homage. Could be interesting. Absolutely. Elijah Wood is pissed off at AMC, and rightly so. Did you know about this thing AMC is doing? With the pay different the different pay levels for seats? It's the first time hearing about it. It's crazy. If you're not familiar, AMC has announced they're going to start charging different rates for different seats in a movie theater as if it was concert seating yeah. or a, a sporting event. Seats with better sight lines to the screen would be more expensive than, let's say, the first row of the theater, which right. you could get for a, for for cheap. 
That's, that's madness. That's crazy. Now, I don't mind if they keep the ticket prices the same what they are, and then they put the shittier seats at less prices, but that's not what they're going to probably do. They're probably going to keep everything where they are, and then premium seats get raised. Oh, of course, yes. Apparently, they're already rolling this out in some of their theaters, and Elijah Wood put them on blast this week on social media, saying, the movie theater has always been a sacred democratic space for all. And I agree. You show up, you sit in your seat, and everyone's in the same boat. You all paid the same price. You're all watching the same yeah. film. Yeah. I agree. Um, so it remains to see whether this experiment will work out or not. I think this is stupid. It's probably doomed. I don't think you're going to, especially if they really uprice the premium seats, I don't think people are going to pay for Well, them. you're going to have to in order to make up for the fact that people won't want to buy the cheap seats yeah. and sit down front if that's the only place they can see a movie. And then if it's like an opening night where it's a sold out theater, people are forced to buy. If no one wants to buy the expensive one, someone's gonna be forced to buy the super expensive seat. It's just generating bad feelings yeah. towards the corporation and, when you do this And stuff. theater is already struggling. Yeah, you want so, as many seats in the... Uh, you want more people coming. More <laughs> asses in the seats yes. as possible. Sell more popcorn and shit. Yeah. Fuck you, AMC. Unfortunately, they own like Everything. three quarters of all theaters, so it's hard to fuck them. All right, uh, today's celebrity birthdays for Wednesday, February 8th. Singer, not a singer at all, musician, Guy Manuel de Omem Cristo. Wow. From Daft Punk. He's 49 today. She's up all night to the sun. I'm up all night to get sun. She's up all night for good fun. I'm up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to the sun. We're up all night to get sun. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get lucky. Comedian Robert Klein's 81, Brooke Adams, talented actress, 74. I think she's married to Tony Shalhoub, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah, power couple. Mary Steenburgen is 70. She's still married to Ted. Oh, are they Dancer? married or they're together or something like that? I guess they're married. They were a couple, I know, at least for a while. Vince Neil of Motley Crue is 62. Mary McCormick is 54. Seth Green, my buddy from, of course, Family Guy and Austin Powers. Robot and Buffy, Chicken. Robot Chicken, 49 years old today. ABC News anchor Ted Koppel is 83. Actor Nick Nolte is 82 years old. Can't think of Nick Nolte without thinking of my evening I spent with him, listening to him talk about his life and career when he shared a very <laughs> intimate story about his acting process. I don't know if I can tell this audience this, but I once built a character in a Tennessee Williams play by putting lead in my shoes so they were very heavy. And uh, no, I can't tell this. Go ahead, tell it. Okay. Well, I took a tight ball and I put it psychologically into a knot in my head and it made me really tight and kind of mean. And then I had lead shoes. And then I can't tell you what I put up my ass. <laughs> but it was a secret. <laughs> Nobody knew. The audience didn't know I'd done that. Audience didn't know what he had up his no. ass during that performance. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I put up my ass for this show either. Well, it's a secret. I get to see it, though. An actor needs his secrets yes, to his process. He does. William Jackson Harper from The Good Place is 43. Creed Bratton from The Office turns 80. Cecily Strong from Siren Night Live. She was so good on that yes. show. 39. And composer, conductor, goddamn national treasure, John Williams is 91 years old today. Damn.
What would movies oh be God. like without John Williams? A child tracked to my fucking. You're right. Fucking, it just fucking blows my mind every time I hear all that. It's uh, fucking Jesus. It's a miracle. We're fucking insane. It's a magician. That's it for today's celebrity birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And from one magician to another, let's go across the pond to our own UK magician, the man who can make things appear. Are you okay? I'm just trying to desperately find a tie-in. It's not going well. Here he is with the UK update. It's our own Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph, you make Nick Sirianni look like Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just real real quick, you were talking yesterday about, um, like, sending cards, right? So, like, holidays, birthdays, stuff like that with Edwin, right? Yes, even when it's not a holidays, just sending a card saying, thinking of you. Or even a thank you card, right, for someone who's bought you a gift. Yes, that would be nice. But I can attest to the fact that Edwin does not send cards to say thank you. Um, as recently as last month, actually, because um, I'd bought Edwin a gift that I forgot to give him on stage. Now, I, I, at Flappers, when we did the live show, I was dressed as, uh, as Jackpot, and I gave him a gift, which is something related to the show, right? Mm. And I forgot to do I just forgot. We had so much going on. Um, so what happened was, I realized I'd left them under the table that we were on on the stage, and I had to chase Flappers for about three days to get them to look for it and they eventually got them to him and then he sent me a picture of the gift that i've that i you know i got him so right. not only did he not send a thank you card i mean you know i don't mind that it's international postage and all that he didn't even tweet or insta or facebook the picture <laughs> and say thank you no recognition whatsoever no and that's really the only reason you give people gifts anyway right is to get some reflected <laughs> glory in some way right <laughs> so he, i can attest the fact that he does not give a shiny shit um, he just doesn't even fuck it, doesn't even cross his mind to like, to, I mean, I might tweet if he doesn't tweet it after today, I'm going to tweet it just to show everyone what a fucking nice guy I am. And I bought Edwin a really good, thoughtful gift. And you get to shame Edwin too, which is a nice uh, double dip. Exactly. Now, despite all of that, I do love the boy dearly. And seeing as it's kiss week, I've, <laughs> I've written a little song. Um, oh, yeah, in the hope that I might get some credit for buying him a gift, um, transporting <laughs> it all the way to the US, organizing for the staff at Flappers to search high and wide for it. Here we go. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. As it's Kiss Week. <clears throat> Ralph gave Eddie pants to you. Gave Eddie pants to you. Gave Edwin pants to everyone. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Hey, like Don Juan de Pop, Harry Styles is in the news. What's up with Harry? Controversy, Ralph. Music fans have accused the Grammys of being rigged after Harry Styles' longtime connection with the awards ceremony's producer, Ben Winston, resurfaced online following the star taking home the night's big award. Now, the Casanova Cocksmith won Best <laughs> Pop Vocal Album and Album of the Year for Harry's House uh, this past Sunday. Now, in the middle of the broadcast, the Recording Academy, which boasts 3.7 million followers on Twitter, posted a tweet that read, Fun fact, the voice at the beginning of As It Was, a song by Harry Styles, is the daughter of our very own Grammys producer, Ben Winston. Now, that revelation set music fans into meltdown, uh, with many claiming the award show was rigged from the beginning, despite the producer having no input into selecting the winners. Now, Styles beat a really impressive field of others to claim the best album, including ABBA's Voyage, Adele's 30, 
Bad Bunny's Unverano Sinti, Beyonce's Renee. Oh, fucking hell, there's loads of them. Jesus Christ, there's about <laughs> fucking 40 nominees. I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll skip them. Um, but a damner was put on the initial celebrations after it was pointed out that Styles was, in fact, a long term friend of Winston, um, who's also, by the way, executive producer of the late, late shit show with Corden. <laughs> now, his relationship with Styles goes back more than a decade. Um, following Styles' win, fans of other artists like, uh, like Beyonce uh, pounced online to share their conspiracy theory. Uh, that's where we are now, isn't it? If someone doesn't win, it's a conspiracy, isn't it, Ralph? Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, boy, yeah. The result was stolen. I mean, just look at that fucking feckless twat, Carrie Lake. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's a fucking turd that won't flush after hu- her humiliating defeat. But Beyonce fans, what are they? What are they called? The bee stings? The, the spelling beehive. Bee? The beehive. Okay. They took to Twitter, uh, but apparently during the broadcast, fans spotted Adele, who was in the audience. They see they saw her get up and walk out during Harry's acceptance speech. Wow. Many people are speculating, Ralph. She wasn't happy to lose to style. So that. Um, May have been the case, but my theory is she didn't want to get impregnated by Harry because he's so dreamy, <laughs> that close to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, make, sure. Make a lot of women just simply just by looking at them ovulate. <laughs> I've got I have a very similar effect. It's not ovulate per se; it's more circumnavigate. You know, away <laughs> from me. Hey, paedophile harboring jug-eared inbred fuck King Charles the Third is in the news. <laughs> What's up with Charles? The fat-fingered fuck's coronation is now three months away, and already people are gearing up for the festivities, you know, paying their taxes to pay for the cunt. (laughs) Um, By the way, if you're pro-monarchy, skip forward this bit. Fair enough. Just as a warning. Now, the Department for Digital Culture, Media and Sport, or the DCMS, has released a coronation celebration playlist featuring the likes of Boney M and Madness. Now, back in July 2021, the then Prince of Wales shared a list of his top tracks, which included Don't Rain On My Parade by Barbara Streisand. I'm not sure if that's Mm. the best version, but um, they can't take that away from me by Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, both of which uh, you would have thought um, had been apt choices for his coronation playlist. But here we can spot some pretty obvious themes and nods from the DCMS celebration playlist. Um, One is called King by a band called Years and Years. Now, these songs um, that a group of people get paid to put together in a playlist. So that's taxpayers' money paying for someone to put together a playlist. Taxpayers' money. Gotcha. Apparently, people who are choosing to have a party for the coronation, uh, or simpletons, as I would call them, or some (laughs) morons and deluded blinkered assholes. Um, So here are a few songs. Now, some of the artists featured in songs, The Beatles, of course you'd imagine The Beatles were on there, but the song song choice is a bit curious, Come Together, which was conceived by John Lennon as a political rallying cry for writer, uh, psychologist, and pro-drug activist Timothy Leary. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they've really looked into that very much. Um, Daddy Cool by Boney M, because he's a dad, obviously. Certainly <laughs> not cool at all. Um, Ed, Sheer- Ed Sheeran's on there with his song Celestial. Weird choice. But the king is the head of the Church of England, so maybe that's why they've chosen that. Mm. Uh, Harry Styles is back. Treat people with kindness. So treat people with kindness because they're fucking paying for your lifestyle, you fucking leech. Um <laughs> Madness, as I said, uh, with the song Our House. Now, Our House, uh, it's a great song. Our house that costs millions to run. Our house. 
I've got a fair fucking few of them. They don't pay any inheritance tax on her or anything at all. In fact, they're all maintained with funds from the British taxpayer. You know that one? I do um, know that one, yes. Pet shop boys all over the world in tribute, obviously, to the way that the monarchy has subjugated tens of millions of, of people and stole their natural resources all over the world. Uh, Queen, we are the champions, presumably because they won the genetic lottery, really, didn't they? And get to live a life of untold luxury and wealth and do fuck all. Um, Spanned up <laughs> by gold, that's on the playlist, because, you know, he's having a new carriage built, which is uh, gold-plated uh, and shits on a gold toilet, presumably. Uh, a few more. The Proclaimers, 500 miles. Oh. The Proclaimers, yeah, who, like most Scottish people, are fiercely anti-monarchy. <laughs> Uh, the who reign over over me over me over me over, me. over me yeah uh, because he reigns over us and a rather curious one this one Grace Jones what song do you think they've chosen for Grace oh, Jones Grace Jones I can't imagine my Jamaican guy no La Vion Rose no slave to the rhythm oh no perhaps put in there as a reminder of the royal family's deep entanglements in the slave trade not just the African straight slave trade but slaves all over. The world so a very interesting playlist that i'm certainly going to be a fucking avoiding and it's ruined some of those songs for me forevermore anyway <laughs> i've got to go now Ralph. i'm actually putting together my own playlist for the coronation oh good idea i thought of a few more i've got uh well uh adam and the ants stand and deliver <laughs> uh you've got to pick a pocket or two from the musical oliver <laughs> Lucky Man by my old band, The Verve. Right. I've also got another slightly different theme. Seems you can pick up on this one. Uh, the Primitives with Crash. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, you've got The Buzzcocks with Don't Let the Car Crash. Would you uh, please? And one, 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 uh, a bit of classical music with Maurice Ravel, a Pavan for Dead Princess as well. Oh. So just spicing up a little bit. And the final one, I think I'm going to end it all off with a, a song by a lady called e Ethel Kane called Inbred. <laughs> So I think it sums up a lot of what the uh, the monarchy's all about. Anyway, I searched Google for those, so I'm going to be on some sort of fucking watch list now, aren't I? <laughs> about inbreeding and, and murder. Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you again on Friday. And Steve's right. He'll be back joining us this Friday. But in the meanwhile, it's Wednesday. Let's talk about a one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Eddie Pence, you might be surprised to know. Mm-hmm that the hottest rock band in the world only ever had one top 10 hit. Can you believe it? With all of those beloved songs that we know and love by a little band called Kiss, only one cracked the top 10? Right. Here's here's someone to ask for it. Hi, Ralph. It's Christina, one star. You guys are doing a Kiss Week. Yay! I think Eddie will love that. Yes. Uh, I would like to put in my two um, cents and say maybe we could do Beth one day. That is my favorite Kiss song. All right. L&D. Beth. Beth. Kiss's biggest commercial hit in the United States reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Sung by the drummer, right? Reached number five yeah. in Canada. Peter Chris, yeah. the cat man. Cat, space cat. <laughs> he was, space cat song. He was the singer behind this song. In fact... No other member of the band plays on this track. That's good. They That's brought, why it's so good. They brought in an orchestra yeah. to back him up. Give it all It the was shit. a power ballad, and Kiss was known, of course, for their flamboyant, awful songs. Prepubescent sexuality rock. Right. But this was a love song as opposed to a sex song and shot up the charts. Mm. 
Uh, it was originally written during a time where drummer Peter Chris was in another band called Chelsea. He and the group's guitarist, Stan Penridge, decided to write a song mocking a woman named Becky, who was the wife of their bandmate, Mike Brand. Becky would call up all during the hours while they were rehearsing, asking Mike, when are you going to be done? Come home. <laughs> Stop spending time with that stupid band. And so the original lyrics of the song were Beck. Oh. And it was the producer for Kiss who suggested he changes it to Beth so no one would be confused with guitarist Jeff Beck or any other just, Beck. It's a weird name. Just a weird name. Yeah. Beth is much more uh, understandable. It uh, appeared on the Destroyer album. Oh. Of course, it had a ton of hits on it, but none of them charting as highly as Beth. So smart the band decided to go, like, see, that was the song that was the hit. And like, yeah, let's not do that anymore. Let's keep making the garbage we make. Well, they're... they're Instead they're, of make songs that people would go up the charts for. Their image was... Awful. <laughs> rock and roll and sex right. and pyrotechnics right. and makeup and, and theater. So live in that mediocrity. Theater, theater. Yeah. But you know, but the so one good song. Let's a, not repeat a touching that. love song. Let's not go near that again. Really did not fit in. And right. Paul and uh, Gene said they did it just as a favor to Peter Christie to give him something on the album, and they uh, lived to regret it because he lured it over them for the remainder of his days as with he the band. Should. I'm the one who has the biggest hit out of this whole band. It's so not saying a whole lot. How about me? It's not really saying a whole lot. Uh, eventually, of course, he was booted out of the uh, of the band because they hated him. Yeah. And here's how much they hated him. They actually went back and re-recorded that song. <laughs> They're awful people. With new vocals. They're just awful. By their new drummer, Eric Carr, using the same backing track as the original. They just had Eric Carr sing his version Those over shitty, top of it. money-grubbing, vindictive... Painted up freak assholes. Don't sugarcoat it, Eddie. Tell us how you They're really awful. feel. They're awful. They're just awful. Here it is. Kiss's biggest hit from Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Space Kiss. Space Kiss. <laughs> it's Beth. <laughs> Make you want to slow dance? No. I have memories of slow dancing that song at a junior high school dance. Really? With a girl named Beth. 
Yeah. Beth's super fine. You just picture a dude was, in face was, paint singing it. It's literally. That's like a cat. Her last name was super fine. Super fine. She's super fine. Super fine. That's super fine. Yeah. And I did not imagine. Like a grown man. Peter Chris Painted up like a cat. In my head. Singing a song about Beck. There is a great video you can find online of uh, Kiss guest starring on the Paul Lynn Halloween special. <laughs> And Peter Chris sits miming at a piano, singing that song in the makeup, and it's the most ridiculous thing you'll yeah, ever see. Yeah. But it's fun. Anything Kids does is ridiculous. And that's it for today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. The only time the band ever performed it together yeah. was when they did the MTV Unplug show. Oh, they really? did an acoustic version oh. with... Uh, with Peter singing and the mm. other guys backing him. And to be up. so touching. It was. It was an important moment was, for many of us just to see that song. In, in Kiss Nation. Being given that that treatment. The Kiss Army. Kiss, the oh, Kiss, Kiss Nation. Army. Right. Sorry. Were they all painted for the, uh, for the unplugged? No, they were unplugged. They should have been. They were unpaint,ed and unplugged. They should have been pyrotechnics unplugged. That's it for today's show, Kiss. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you tomorrow. A brand new show for a Thursday, which is always fun because Ralph Sex University gets opened mm. up. Take a look at an aspect of human sexuality and do a deep, deep dive. Okay, Gene. Calm down. Let me tell you something no. about Gene, Gene Simmons. <laughs> I want to sell you a Ralph Report coffin. I should be more like Gene Simmons. You know how rich he is? I know. You get to do some more merch Merchandised stuff. everything. Merch more of this show. We've got uh, Ralph Report toothbrushes. We've got Ralph Report toothpaste. Everything you could use for the Ralph Report can be available to you through our website, RalphReportCrap.com. I'd be so rich if I was Gene Simmons. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. But in order for you to join us tomorrow, you got to take care of you. Stay good in the hood. That can only happen if you watch out for yourself and you watch out for each other. Do that because... Life is life. And we want you to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do... Please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha. I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Please let me into your keyhole.